Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy, though you can find me on the internet if you put IELTS with Fiona. Today um, I've been writing a lot on something called Quora. I'm sure you know that, but I didn't know what Quora was. I think it's a place where people can ask questions. And I've discovered that lots and lots of people ask questions about IELTS on Quora. So I've started answering a few of them. What I've noticed coming up a lot is, can I uh, improve my IELTS score in 28 days or 20 days? A lot of people have to prepare for the test and they only have maybe a month to do it. So I thought this would be a good chance for me to talk about this, especially as I've got a 28-day planner. Now, if you've already got the 28-day planner, that's great. Um, what I'm going to talk about in this podcast is about the ways that you can use the planner to really maximise your time and your planning. Now, I think it's difficult to do a lot in 28 days and of course it depends on how many hours a day you know it's a big difference if you've got 28 completely free days to prepare for IELTS that's great that could be like 10 hours a day but if you're working or you're studying and you've only got an hour a day then of course that's completely different so 28 day planner isn't so much about time I'm not claiming that you can improve massively in 28 days, but the planner does give you a very clear focus for your planning, however much time you would like to spend. Um, now, there are two things you need to improve your IELTS score. The first one and the main one is your English skills, of course. The second one is your test taking skills. Now, English skills, as somebody pointed out to me, you know, you learn English takes 17 years in real life, some people say. So it, learning English takes time and that is a whole other story. But what we're focusing on today is what you can do to improve your test taking skills in 28 days. Um, and on my website, I've actually now written this down for you. So I'm one step ahead for once. This is on my website. It's on the front page and it's my blog um, and it's called 28 ways to use the 28 day planner. If you can't find it, then if you just get the planner, then I'll put a link in with that. But it, it's there on my website in the blog. Just put 28 in the search and it will come up. Okay, so the first thing I've focused on, the first few points are all about getting organised. Um, and the, the purpose of the planner is exactly that. It's just to focus you and make sure that you really are focusing on the right things. Um, so the first thing you should do is just print it off. And I do recommend that, that you really should print it off. Even though there are lots of links in the planner, 
the having a printed version means you have something like real isn't it something you can write on make notes on you can tick things off you can put question marks if you need to do any more you can carry it around with you you can stick it on a wall you can give it to somebody in your family um and it's always there in front of you so that is completely different from just having something online we all download these freebies that you get from websites i have hundreds of them now literally um but i didn't want to print them off because well obviously printer ink is quite expensive but sometimes i have thought that has to be printed off and I put it in my diary I look at it every day and that has made a huge difference because it gives me clarity I can see things more clearly and I remember things by seeing them on paper so I 100% think if you do nothing else just print it off but once you've printed it off this is number two get a file where you can keep it and again that file should be easily findable viewable i've talked about this in the vocabulary uh, 28 ways to improve your vocabulary you know get a book that you always carry with you that is colorful um just something that you won't lose so this file should then have the planner in it plus an a4 paper notepad so you can make notes every day and also stick a pen onto this file. How many times have we forgotten to write something down because we didn't have a pen? Put a pen on the file, make it as easy as possible for you to do the work. Make it easy for yourself. Number three, make a big decision about when you're going to start. So the planner just says day one. So you might decide, okay, day one will be Monday. Luckily this week, day one Monday is July, July the 1st. Um, but if, mon if day one is a Tuesday or a 21st, just write that for the whole of your diary. Write a, a, a date in so you can see, okay, today's uh, Tuesday, so today I'm doing day two. Something like that. So it's it's really written down for you. If you know that you have maybe an important event, you're going to miss a day, well, okay, adjust the planner, you know, write in a different date. You know, if you can't do it on Saturday, then just change the dates. Um, that's okay. It's fine. You don't have to do everything every day. You could take a week off if you want to, um, or take two days for each day. Um, just make sure that you've got an end goal in sight, that you've got a date that you can work towards. Um, also, number four, set a specific time of day when you will always focus on this plan. So this could be maybe when you get home, you've got an hour before you eat supper, or for example. Um, or it could be your lunch hour, just put down one hour when you're going to focus on it. You'll have your phone switched off. You'll tell everybody that this is your busy hour. Imagine it's like you had to go to work for that hour. You wouldn't be able to talk to anybody, answer the phone. Just make that your hour, which will not 
change, whatever time of day it is. Make it work for you. Number five, make sure that you get some support or accountability. Um, I've talked about this before. For me as a runner, when I run on my own, I stop, I check my phone, I don't care how fast I'm going. But when I sign up and I pay these days about £25 to run a race, I get all the benefits of people running behind me, in front of me, I'm trying to go faster, I've got people cheering at the side and it's it's absolutely completely different when people are encouraging you to continue and people will say to you, have you done your work today? You, you'll feel guilty if you haven't. So, you know, it's like when you're on a diet, you can't hide things from people when you've told them um, that you want their support and get somebody to check every day. Have you ticked off today's lesson? Get them to test you on the vocabulary. Just get somebody involved or get a study buddy, uh, somebody who's got the same goal as you. And then the sixth, number six uh, for your getting organized is Decide how you're going to use the planner. And what I mean is the planner has um, one day with each of the skills in it. So you could do one day, um, you know, you do the a little reading, a little listening, a little writing, or you can do it the opposite. You can go vertically and you could do one day reading, one day writing, one day listening, one day speaking, one day vocabulary, um, but don't try to do all of the whole week's vocabulary in one day. Just make sure you've do, you do about 10 to 12 words. Um, that's enough for one day because you want to check the meaning, check the pronunciation and check how to use them in a sentence. So that's quite a lot to do for vocabulary. So that should be your, your daily must do. And then last one for getting organized is the technology. Um, in the planner, if you have it online, there are lots of links in it. So one link is um, where you can find the tests, for example, where you can find the listening. Another link maybe to my YouTube videos. So make sure you subscribe there so that you don't miss any new ones. And other links may be going to my website and also um, a few uh, useful links in terms of apps that you can use, like an online dictionary. Um, so just make sure that you've got those all in one folder. Um, again, make it easy for yourself, easy to find. Um, and that is it for the first part. Let me check. Oh, yes. And the podcast, of course. Make sure that you know how to download my podcast. People said that they couldn't download it from Anchor, but but you can. You can. Um, whatever platform you listen to it on, like iPod or, or uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can download it. So make sure you get organised um, so that you're not you're using every moment of the day beneficially. You're you're not even having a break. Even when you go for a walk, you've got my podcast in the background. Even if you don't concentrate, at least you've got it there to listen to. 
Okay, so the first section was all about getting organised. The second section is all about vocabulary. Now, I've talked about this before, so I'm going to go really quickly. I do have another guide, 28 Ways to Improve Your IELTS Vocabulary. Um, that is on my website. Um, but a few more things that you could do with the planner. So number eight, just make sure you're writing those new words down. Again, when you've got something written down, you're practicing so many things. You're making a mental note of things you need to learn. You're practicing your handwriting, your spelling. Um, you're making them easier to find so you can review them. Make sure you write down the verb for, you know, is the form, is it a verb, noun, adjective, adverb, and write one sentence. So, of course, I can't put all of this on the planner. This is for you to do. This is for you to take action and do that work. Otherwise, I would just give you a dictionary. You know, I've chosen those words because I know how important they are. But you need to work with them so you assimilate them and they go into your long-term memory, your long-term and active vocabulary rather than just passive understanding. So, yeah, check the meaning, of course. Get a good line online dictionary. That's number nine. Much better to have a learner-learner dictionary. Uh, sorry, English-English learner dictionary um, because learner dictionaries know what problems you're having and they will point out those problems to you. They will tell you, be careful, this is a false friend or this is uncountable or there's a different meaning. So it's very, very important and I recommend the Longman online dictionary for that because my students have told me that they really find that really useful. In uh, point number 10, you've got my mind map, which will come as part of your email when you get the planner. It's the first of my six mind maps. Again, print it off. Um, in colour would be the best. Um, put it in your file so that you see it every day or make a copy and put it somewhere uh, visible in the toilet <laughs> some people said yes why not where you've got time and peace and quiet to just look at it on a daily basis but it will really help you see connections between all the topics and again it's recycling all that key vocabulary and that you're not wasting time just learning words that are just not useful for you i see so many posts like on instagram or you know daily word of the day they're absolutely useless words they've got no relevance to ielts and very often are never used um, so, for example, my school used to post Word Wednesday and they used to post a word that nobody had ever heard of and ask the question, do you know what this means? Well, what's the point? What's the point of learning completely useless random words? Um, you don't want to waste your time. You need to learn the words that IELTS will test you on. And there are fixed words that IELTS will test you on. Um, number 11, 
For vocabulary, find a way of testing yourself regularly. Find the best method for you. Could be on cards, using an app, getting someone to test you. Um, Have a look. There's loads of ideas for that in my 28 ways to improve your IELTS vocabulary. So moving to the next section, which is reading. Probably the best thing you can do is to find out exactly what you need to do for reading. Um, If you've never done the test before, look at my link and it'll be a British Council free practice reading test. Of course, print it off. Um, It'll help you see, you know, there are three parts, you've got 40 questions, you've got 60 minutes, have to answer those questions on your answer sheet in 60 minutes. Look at the type of questions, gap fill, multiple choice, yes, no, not given. Um, So become really familiar with what you have to do. And I've actually got uh, YouTube videos that go through that whole British Council academic test. And I have podcasts going through the general training one as well. So if you haven't done that already, then um, just make sure you know what the test involves and 13 get familiar with the question types Um, in the planner you can see lists of different types of questions so true false not given for example and it, it links to an example of that on my website so even if you do nothing else just click through the link of the type of question, go to see my website and you can say, okay, I'll do this now or I'll make a note, I'll come back to that later or I'll just read it so I know the techniques. Um, But just do something every day with that reading type, even if you don't do the whole reading. The same goes for listening. So... um, This is point 14. Again, do the whole test if you want to as a kind of diagnostic. That means that you're testing to see how well you can do uh, without any training at all. So do the whole test. Again, it's there for you. It's free. It's a Make sure you print off the answer sheet and you know how to fill it out. Remember things like you can use capital letters, um, you can write short versions, for example, for dates. You don't need to write February. Go and have a look at my website, Listening Part 1, and there's five ways you can get more points by filling out the answer sheet correctly. You can find that on my website. And then... Point 16 for listening is to find really reliable sources of listening practice. So like this podcast, for example, if even if you just listen to this, you'd get loads and loads of um, input. But get other things like BBC Radio 4, for example, um, just make sure it's, it's a high quality uh, source. Uh, what else? Right, let's move on to, I think, speaking now. Yes, speaking. Okay, so on the planner, you get a list of topics that you can practice by yourself. 
and there are links to improve your speaking test performance on my website. Um, just prepare topics you know you will be asked about. So in part one, you will either be asked about where you live or about what you do. So just make sure you've got plenty of ideas. The questions might vary, um, but so so that you know to, you can describe your house, for example, or you can talk about your job, your colleagues, your training, your qualifications, your plans after the job, um, things like that. So prepare the topics you know you will be asked is point 17. And point 18 is prepare the grammar that you need to answer part one questions. So we did this in my speaking challenge. Um, questions like, have you ever? So, you know, have you ever been on a boat? Uh, do you like plus ing? Do you like sailing? Which do you prefer, traveling by boat or by train? So making comparisons. Um, did you used to travel on a boat when you were a child? So past tenses. Would you like to have a holiday on a boat? Conditionals. Those types of questions come up in part one. So you need the grammar ready to answer them, especially past tense. Um, past tense and things like I like plus ing and futures one day I would like to or I'm planning to. Same goes point 19, make sure that you prepare an answer for each topic in part two. So all I'm saying here is that you've got one example ready for each topic. So the topics really can be grouped into, you know, a person. So maybe a person you admire, a thing, maybe something you bought, a place, maybe a building you like. Those five basic groups are there. But you need to think about an, an example for each type of question. So it could be a person you admire. It could be a person um, you find handsome or a person intelligent, intelligent person that you met. Um, make sure you've got something, even if you don't practice it, but you've got something ready. So in my uh, Facebook group the other day, we talked about an, an, a gadget, electronic or technological gadget that you like. And we said how boring it is to just say, oh, my mobile phone or my laptop. And we, we tried to brainstorm other things that you could talk about. Somebody chose, uh, Eva chose her Apple I, uh, headphones. I mean, the ones that don't have uh, strings, you know, the ones I mean. Uh, wireless. <laughs> That's right. So wireless headphones and the benefits of them and why she likes them so much. Much more interesting than talking about your mobile phone, which can be so boring. Um, yeah, so point 20 is to record yourself for two minutes every day, if you can. Two minutes is nothing, is it? So just choose one of those topics. Just record yourself Get used to that two-minute limit and make sure that you keep talking and don't repeat yourself. All right, we're on to writing now. So this one, the planner doesn't address in as much detail because it requires a lot more detail that I cannot go into 
in in the planner because it's almost another whole book about writing. What I've done in the planner is to write each of the skills that you need. Um, so if you're doing academic and you're thinking about task one, well, you need to know how to paraphrase the introduction, uh, how to choose the right tense, um, how to use prepositions, for example. If you're doing general training, you need to write different types of letters, letter of request, letter of complaint, for example. Um, so I just list each day one thing that you need to be confident that you can do. Now, of course, you could Google that. Um, you could find out that. If you're doing my uh, three-month course, I have a video on each one of those and a worksheet. So I've done that work for you. But um, you just need to tick off that you know how to write an introduction. You know how to um, write an overview uh, you know how to um, choose the right tense. Those are the things that will make a big difference to your score. Um, so point 21 is just start writing. Simple, simple advice, but to get better at writing, you have to write. Even if this is just physically sitting down and writing without worrying about grammar, just physically getting used to writing. Nobody writes anymore. Um, my son really struggled with his exams um, because he never does anything by hand. He does everything on the computer. Um, and unless you're taking the computer delivered IELTS, which, by the way, has just been introduced to the UK, so that's becoming more and more common, then you have to know how to write uh, with pen and paper for an hour at least, and it's tough, it's hard work. So get back into the habit of writing. Point 22, again, block time off for writing. Um, this is where you really have to sit down and concentrate um, and, and focus without any distractions. 23, my advice is for task two, you should read models as much as you can and take notes on them. So each topic has a different model essay, um, well, at least one. So you have to kind of take notes on this. So say, for example, um, the first topic I recommend is the environment and day one is agriculture. So a topic might be something like genetically modified foods. Um, what are the pros and cons, for example? So you need to write a list of those. So, so you, even you've just got the basic, okay, one good thing is it's nutritionally enhanced. It's better, could be better for poor countries. Bad thing, um, we don't know how it will contaminate other crops, maybe. You know, so you've at least got some ideas on each topic, even if they're not perfect. Um, at least you can write something that is a strong argument for and against. Um, so again, I asked Quora, that's Q-U-O-R-A. Um, I just said, what are the pros and cons of intensive farming? And you can see the answer that I got if you go to my website and find this blog. This blog is 28 ways to use the 28-day planner. 
So yeah, I went to Quora and it says, what are the pros and cons of intensive farming? And it gives me loads of ideas um, that maybe I hadn't thought about before. That's the important thing about doing one thing every day. It could be something you've never thought about. And in IELTS, the more prepared you are with that kind of topic, you're going to be confident that you can answer any question that they throw at you. Question 26 is, oh, my point 26, or the final points are all about learner skills. Um, things you can do to become just more test savvy, I've said. Um, so one thing is to check your scores um, and use a score band calculator. I've put the link in this blog. So you could write your scores on the planner every time you do a practice test and just find out what kind of grade you're getting. You know, so um, I think something like if you get 22 out of 40 for reading, you know, is that a 5 or a 6 or a 5.5? And then you know how much more you need to do um, in order to get your desired score. So find out all about bands and all about the band descriptors. So you can get those online again. Um, British Council publishes what you need to get a seven, six, five in writing and in speaking. Um, so that was point 27, actually, and I've put the links there Um yeah, what what are the descriptors? What are they judging you on? What's the difference between a seven and a six? How can you make sure you're hitting the band seven descriptors? So we've got now to number 28. I'm sure you've got plenty more ideas, but I'm going to stop at 28 because 28 is where you need to take action and find a fantastic course because if you find a fantastic course it will do all of this work for you and it will save you all of that time because you so then you can focus just on learning and not looking so focus on learning prioritize your time my course gives you all of these things that you need and this is my most important aspect because once you join a course then you have what we call skin in the game if you keep downloading all these free things then you'll forget about them and you won't do the work if you've paid for something then you don't want to waste it you'll do it so if you really want to see progress then join a course Get somebody who can help you, motivate you, give you advice and answer your questions all in one place. So thank you again for listening. Um, I hope even if you've done uh, the planner before, I hope that will have inspired you and helped you to plan a bit more effectively and use your time more wisely. If you have any questions about this, what I've said today, or if you would like some more advice, then please don't hesitate to ask. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I've got a contact form on my website. My website is IELTS, I-E-L-T-S, E-T-C, 
com or just google english with fiona i think i'm the only fiona that does ielts so you should find me oh sorry ielts with fiona not english with fiona all right thanks again for listening best of luck and keep in touch bye bye